Welcome to I'm Game with Fred Croner. Today I'm joined by Josh Haley, the St. Joseph Ogden baseball coach, uh, 10 years at St. Joe's head coach, 17 years overall. Um, Josh, it seems like another uh, typical St. Joe team uh, this year. It seems like you've just had an outstanding uh, lineup of teams recently. I think eight straight uh, regional championships now. Yeah, it's been a good run for us the last several years and I'm excited for the guys yesterday to, to keep it rolling. Um, excited that when they had the opportunity um, with the long year and no ha not having a postseason last year, it's just grateful for the opportunity for these guys. Talk about what were your expectations coming into this particular season? Uh, our, our expectations were to play on the last day. So I, I think we established that uh, expectation and um, goal in the fall. Uh, IHSA gave us those 20 contact days in October in the fall that we could use September, October. So once we finished up junior high baseball, uh, we dove into our high school kids and uh, we played, uh, we had fall practices and a fall world series. And uh, we basically told them then at that point that uh, plan on having a postseason, you know, plan on doing everything that you've, you've always, what's always done before. And uh, our goal is going to be to, you know, at the time playing Peoria or playing the last day. So we, we put that on them right away. And uh, so we didn't know what the future was going to hold throughout the winter. And then even into the spring, as we got past, you know, into the new year, but uh, I, I thought it was important to just kind of put that out there for them. So we were ready to go if we were presented the opportunity. So you guys have had an ambitious schedule this week. I look back, I mean, there've been several weeks where you played Monday through Friday, every, every day of the week. Uh, obviously the kids like that, but from a coaching standpoint, it uh, probably means a little less uh, time to practice and, and work on things that need to be addressed, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's where actually having these kids in the fall helped because uh, we, when you look at the whole body of work in our fall, we needed that foundation in the fall. And then we were able to use those, they gave us six hours and a week in March. So uh, that I used to say did. So we actually were able to, get a little bit more practice time in at a slower pace in March and then the first part of April before we actually started there on the on the 5th. Uh, so knowing that we were going to play every day and it was one of those situations where our schedule changed so much and uh, we almost had three different schedules and we didn't know what it was going to look like and then more of the, you know quite a bit of games each day. But we also wanted to give the kids an opportunity to experience a full season. You know, it's, I, th I thought it was important to give those kids an opportunity to play 30 plus games like they would any other year. And uh, it was work, but it was tiring at times, but we also had the pitching to do it. And, uh, you know, I think our staff allowed us to be able to, to play that many games where we weren't going to overwork guys. You know, I look around the area. I mean, a lot of teams at, at this point, you know, heading into the postseason had like, you know, 14, 15 games for the season. So, you know, I, I would think that put uh, you guys kind of at an advantage there because you played so many games, been in so many situations, right? Yeah, I, I think we've seen about everything we can experience as far as different types of pitchers, different types of, of uh, you know, defenses, uh, different offenses, how they approach, you know, short game or, um, so, yeah, it allowed us to, to see a lot of different guys. It allowed us to get a lot of guys, different guys in different positions, uh, move guys around. Um, and it, it wasn't easy because we, you know, we dealt with a couple quarantines in there. Um, we got banged up. And uh, so, yeah, it was it was difficult in that in the middle of it. 
You talked about the, the advantage of you know having some time in March and, and early April, and, and yet you had an interesting situation because you had a number of kids are playing football at the same time. So uh, I, I'm sure you know, early in the season, especially the practice preseason part, you, you didn't have kids that uh, you had their full attention, did you? Well, I think the kids did a good job of balancing that, and you know we were able to work with the fall sports, or I guess typical fall sports that were playing in the in, you know spring season, but um, they were able to balance that. And, you know, it was a lot of our kids had to be mature about the situation because they were doing some of them were doing double practices. Um, we were at, we had the luxury of getting workouts in over spring break. So we had six hours there where they weren't, um, they were able to go with us in the morning and football later in the afternoon. So yeah, it was, it was definitely a, a balance for those kids and, uh, um, being able to juggle just, well, at that time, we were coming back to school full-time, too. So um, going back to school full-time, then you have two different seasons going on. So, um, yeah, it, it was definitely a challenge that I think all coaches, not just here at St. Joe, are glad to never hopefully go through again. Yeah, no doubt about that. So, so after the high school season of 2020 was canceled, did most of your kids get a chance to play some summer ball or – or did you have some that uh, basically came into this season and hadn't played much since 2019? I'd say the majority of them had the opportunity. Uh, some didn't, depending on some travel league teams folded or decided not, I should say folded, they decided not to, to play a season. Some kids were able to pick up with a, another team. Um, a lot of our kids played in a fall league. And, and I thought that was beneficial. I mean, there's a lot of guys up and down our lineup that um, still got their 150 at bats, maybe innings on the mound, um, going different places. It, it really took everybody, every resource that they could use is, is what was needed this year. And so um, it was definitely different. Um, but I would say for the most part, most of them got their baseball experience in because it was a little bit more lenient to be in the travel ball scenery than in a school um, scenery. So you alluded to this earlier, but uh, no school wins 30 plus games without having a, a good pitching staff. I mean, one, one stud pitcher will win you a big game, but uh, you can only pitch that person once or maybe twice a week. Talk about the staff you've been able to put together this year and, and just how you know up and down the, the order you're, you're getting a series of good performances. Yeah, I was going to pull up some numbers here on my computer because uh, we – we rolled through, well, one, we knew we were going to have a deep staff and, and guys that could throw strikes. And, you know, some of these kids have been with us since seventh grade. So we, I, I think having that history with these kids definitely helped, you know, our situation going into the spring. Um, but I, I'm looking here. We've got started, we, we had seven different guys start a game, which was a lot. I mean, that's different. Everything's higher than we've ever done. I mean, we've got uh, six guys with 20 plus innings. Um, we got two guys that are just under that. So we, we really have seven guys or eight guys that have pitched a, a lot this year. And, uh, you know, I would say during that stretch, we were, we were almost around like a major league baseball staff um, where we had our four starters, uh, may, maybe a swing guy, a couple bullpen guys. And then, you know, we used Ty Pence primarily as a closer and, uh, you know, I, I'd say that when I first started coaching um, back, I was in the CICL for three years and, and you kind of, you know, the old, 
with the blues and then the dance, you kind of get into that grind where you just play every day and have to manage arms and bodies and, and mental and, and a pitching staff is so difficult to, to manage. And I, I, I kind of drew from that experience a little bit uh, and just setting it up where we were keeping guys on regular rotation, but then giving them a role and uh, always giving yourself a chance to win that day. But then knowing what was a day or two down the road. So, um, yeah, I, I, all our kids did great. Um, and, and I should even mention our, our JV team played 22 games also. So we, we were, we had upper teens guys throw all season for us. So it wasn't just at the varsity level that we had to manage pitching. It was, it went all the way down to making sure that when they were playing their four games a week, we had them covered as well. In high school baseball, the, the probably the most important thing is the ability to throw strikes. And, you know, I, I look at your, uh, you know, walk strikeout ratio this year. And I mean, you have some pitchers that uh, just have some incredible numbers there. Uh, if I can mention a couple, uh, Creighton Burnett, who I, I think is, you know, of course, going to the U of I, um, four walks and 113 strikeouts for the season. And, uh, if that's not right, it's, it's real close to that. And, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Tyler Alton Bomber, seven walks, 81 strikeouts. I mean, when, when you get that kind of performance for, from high school kids, I mean, that's going to keep you in a lot of games, right? Yeah, they've – and, you know, really our top guys always – you know, they always have to be around the plate. And, uh, yeah, those those guys have – you know, there's no free passes with those guys. Um, they, they, you know, they fill the strike zone. They're getting ahead. They're getting even. Um, they're making – it's not just about throwing it over the plate for a strike. You know, they can work both sides of the plate and it, everything's with a purpose. So, uh, yeah, you know, Creighton has the history, obviously, you know, having postseason starts. Um, uh, Tyler hadn't, you know, he had thrown a varsity inning before this year. So, uh, you know, we knew he had a, uh, we knew he had a big arm. He, he worked his butt off the, this uh over COVID and put himself in position, but what he's done on the mound, you know, throwing strikes with a couple of different pitches for a strike. It, it, yeah, it's, it's been good to have that one, two punch. You know, I look at, uh, at your record and, you know, through 33 games, a 31 and two record and at the high school level records can sometimes be deceiving because I, I like to look more at the scores, you know, are you, how are you beating teams? Are you beating them, you know, 12 to eight, uh, 15 to nine, things like that. And, and you guys have had, you know, very few games where you allow that many runs. I mean, you know, zero, one, two, maybe three runs a game is is kind of the norm. So, I mean, to me, that shows a team that is very dominant. Yeah, and I I think we've kind of that's what we hang our hat on pitching and defense, and and it's really because once you get into postseason play, the the further you go, the more the the, the more experience and better pitchers you're going to face. And, and sometimes offenses can come and go, but I, I feel like pitching and defense can be a staple. And, and uh, they, they, they have, they've done that all year. We played, it doesn't matter who's pitched or, or who's been on the mound. Um, they've thrown strikes and our defense has done the work. And, and, you know, then that, that's a lot us when our offense has kind of gone through those ups and downs, like it normally would. Um, it's allowed us to win a lot of games because we just we have that staple uh, every day that we're just going to prevent runs and we're not going to give up many runs and uh, you know we're we're going to scratch across enough and uh, and yeah and that that's helped. Well, the offense, you know, as I as I look there, I mean, you have seven or eight guys that are hitting over three hundred for a season, so that means 
you know, you can have somebody that has an off day or, or maybe even a couple guys with an off day and you have plenty of other people to pick them up, don't you? Yeah. And, and actually, if you look at the, the, the ebb and flow of the season, we've always had like two or three guys that have carried the offense. Uh, you know, if it's not somebody one week, then it's another couple guys that have uh, picked up the slack. And, and, and that's been kind of neat to see because we didn't really know how our, li- our lineup was going to be um, put together. And, and actually one through nine, you could, you could probably make a case to move different guys to different spots. And, and we, when we started this year, we, we had, every coach kind of put together their A lineup. When I say A lineup, their batting order, and everybody was different. So I thought that's interesting because, you know, we've got guys sitting, hitting the six, seven, eight hole that, you know, they've hit four at times. They've hit at the top of the order. They're, they're upper uh, order hitters, but it's just when you piece together lineup and, and how it goes together, it, I think that ability to have versatile players has allowed us to, like you said, just continue to fill on the offense, have the different guys get hot at different times. Um, and we're really hoping for the next week we can just get everybody hot and then be nice. So, how did you ultimately kind of uh, decide on the batting order this year? Uh, it's some of it was well, the quarantine situation didn't help. I, so we had we had guys in and out of the lineup. You know, we lost Kobe for ten days. We lost Tyler for ten days. Um, we had Zach was banged up. Um, we had tie out. Uh, we just we just had different guys in and out of the lineup that we we almost didn't have a choice. It, it was well, we, we just didn't have everybody available at all times. So you you kind of had different opportunities where guys had to maybe bat in a spot that you didn't know and move guys around, and uh, um, it kind of just evolved evolved and developed because of that. And uh, and then when we got everybody back together, everybody was pieced together and. I kind of always played it that way where I like guys to know where they're batting. So it's not a big surprise when they come and see the lineup card the next day. I like to have, I think it's a comfort feeling to know what is your job and what's expected. So uh, I'd say the last uh, week, two weeks, we really settled in on where we're at once we've had everybody back. So I imagine as a coach, if you had a choice between having a, a you know a team loaded with power hitters or you know loaded with a lot of good speed and quickness, you would you would take the speed and quickness, right? And and I see this year's team has that. You have a number of guys that uh, have the ability to steal a base. Yeah, I'd say that, and just getting on base in general. I mean, our goal is to have greater walks and hit by pitches than strikeouts, and we are. We're about you know two hundred up plus two hundred to one fifty. So we're we're on base. Um, we're putting the ball in play. Um, we're tough out. Uh, so you you balance that with guys that can handle the bat and then guys that can run. And we got a number of guys with ten plus stolen bases. And and I'd say that's probably one area that's uh, normally we'd be we'd probably be better at. Uh, we spend a lot of time in the off season on that area, and and that's been the one area that's probably been not ha- one not having la- last season and two the lack of practice even just that early gym work where we just hammer it home. It, it's been, a, it, it's taken us longer to get going on the bases. So uh, we, yeah, we got a number of guys that can go that I feel like that portion of our offense is a little bit pieced together. And it, it's one area that I think we're going to be a lot better at next year. Um, having a whole group of guys that have gone through varsity season with a lot of guys back. 
Well, and looking ahead, if we can for a minute, I, I know you have six seniors on this year's team, but yet a whole bunch of underclassmen have, have really made a significant impact. I mean, you're, you're going to bring back a lot of kids, aren't you? Yeah, we are. We're, I mean, we've got a nice, we've got a nice mesh of, of six seniors and then some juniors and, and then a pretty talented sophomore group as well. I mean, that sophomore class uh, won state and junior high. So, um, yeah, there's, there's a number of, of kids that are coming back, uh, that, you know, it's a nice mesh that we had a little bit of experience this year with having Creighton and Zach, you know, being in the lineup as uh, freshmen and sophomores, uh, that helped. And now we got a whole group of kids that uh, got to go through varsity season. Um, so we didn't lose that gap. If you would talk a little bit about a couple of the other seniors that have, have really made contributions this year. I mean, I know Creighton gets a lot of the, the publicity, but, uh, you know, Zach uh, Martini certainly uh, does a lot of good things. And Isaiah Emke is probably one of the top hitters on the team, isn't he? Yeah, Isaiah has really come on. Uh, I mean, Isaiah's swinging a hot bat right now. And uh, he's, you know, he's been a guy that he just, he works, works, works. And he, he probably started off a little slower than he would like to. And then, you know, last month, 30 days, he's, he's really, um, he's swinging a good bat. Um, but he, that's a kid that works out all the time. I mean, he's got a cage out at his house and he works, works, works. He hits every day. And um, you, I mean, you see it with him and his, even his sister, the success that she's had this year. I mean, that, that's a, a, a family. And uh, you know, we had Brock here, you know, seven years ago that they just work and they get better and, and they see um, they see the results by their work ethic. So yeah, we're real excited for Isaiah and the year he's had. I mean, he was banged up and injured last year with his arm and, and it's just nice to have him as an everyday guy because um, he had that ability in the, to going into the season and yeah, he's having a great year. Um, Zach's another one. I mean, Zach's, um, Zach's a guy that was, it's been, he's played about every infield position. He's played first, second, short and third. Uh, so us moving him around has been nice. He's had some good good uh, starts on the mound for us. Uh, he's allowed to be uh, us to be deep with our pitching staff. Uh, just you know, he those two guys have been around it. They've been around us, and, and they really mesh together with with Creighton and and even Xander Rikus is another guy. Xander's been in the the program for a long time. Um, you know, first base play. He he's come on on the mound. Um, John Eamon's been, he's gotten spot starts, gotten a chance to swing the bat. And then Jackson Rydell's been, um, uh, he's been injured. He was injured for about 30, 30 days there with a wrist injury, but now he's back running. And uh, he is actually able to close out our game of, uh, the other day at IBC. So yeah, those, I'm just glad those six seniors have had the opportunity to, to be around it, be around each other and, and uh, lead our team. I look back over the past decade, maybe a little longer than that, 12, 14 years, St. Joe has probably sent more baseball players off to college than any other school around this area. Talk, talk about what it has taken to get to that point where, you know, it's not like you have just maybe one good class that comes through with three or four athletes. When you're, when you're talking about that period of time, it's obvious you're doing something right over a long period. Yeah, I, I, think, I think the momentum helped us getting started. Well, coming in, we had, you know, there was a group of, we had Blake Hovland as a senior, and so he was going to, he was a guy that was potentially going to play college. And then we had a whole group below that, you know, with Lou and um, Waller and then that sophomore group with Jake and 
Brock and, and uh, McCormick. And, and so all those guys had aspirations of playing college baseball. So I think that foundation was a little bit established. And then once, you know, once Hunter got put on the map a little bit as division one guy, and then it just rolled from there that we, we were always having a, a guy that we, I think what helps is when you have one guy, then you're looked at and then suddenly it allows it's just that exposure to continue to happen. And then it turns into a, you know, you're, you kind of, you're chasing it or you want to be better than the next guy. And, and then you look at it and that 2014 group, you know, we had Brock and Hunter. And, and then after that, you know, Dalton Parker, Cole Berry, Clayton Slifer, they all wanted to be that guy on the mound. And then it goes into Mason Coon, Colton Hale, and then, and then it just keeps trickling down. And, and all those guys are just, well, one, they came back to our camps. They're around the guys, um, you know, out here on the practice field um, yesterday. Uh, we had Colton Hale and, and Austin Kane doing an individual workout with each other. And, and, and that's just, um, you see those guys come back and then you see the success they have. I think it kind of sets that foundation where guys think they know it's attainable. I mean, we've had Division One guys, we've had NAI guys, NAI guys. Division three, Division two, um, JUCO, it, it doesn't matter. We've had a draft pick. So I'd, I'd say at this point, it's with hard work and work ethic, um, you know, there's a spot for you to play. And, uh, you know, we help those guys with that. But a lot of it's, you know, their, their continued work um, because it just doesn't happen in the three months that they're in the high school baseball season. It's, it's a year-round thing. How important is the, the continuity in terms of you being involved also at the junior high level and, and you know, reaching some of those kids early and, and kind of getting that foundation set even before they get into ninth grade? I think it helps for sure. It, it, it definitely helped this year. I, it, I don't, it would have been hard this year without it because we just, there's relationships that one that were already established and then two, they understand our terminology coming in. It, there's, you know, Kobe has been catching for us for, I, mean, I feel like I've been calling pitches for him for four years and I have. And so it was just so easy to just, you just kind of pick up right where he left off with kids. And, uh, you know, we ran a play um, uh, early in the year and we hadn't even practiced it. And I actually looked at our Prummer and I, coach Prummer and I was like, shoot, Xander hasn't even practiced. Or I don't even remember exactly the play and, uh, um, and he's like, well, I guess we'll find out if he remembers. And yeah, he, he hadn't ran it since his freshman year, <laughs> and but he had ran it in junior high so much. And, and so that, yeah, that helps. Um, but then even like the camp stuff, because we, we did camp stuff with, with um, we really had two districts with St. Joe and, and PBO. So, you know, Creighton, Creighton is a, we didn't coach him in junior high, but we had him in, you know, the junior high stuff before the season, uh, him and John. So um I just think, yeah, between the two of them, it, it helps. There's not, it's not like we have guys coming in our program that we don't know who they are and they don't know who we are. They've been around us. Um, and then that's still happening. We've got a, a lot of area uh, travel groups between uh, the bandits and um, the St. Joe Spartans. There's, there's a lot of travel groups in our area, in our uh, community, St. Joe, Ogden, Royal, Flatville that are, are playing right now. So it, it, We'll keep it going, hopefully. Well, the, the future certainly looks bright, but, uh, you know, right now we're, we're in the present. I uh, got a postseason uh, continuation and 
uh, hopefully you guys will just uh, you know continue to do what you've been doing all season and you've certainly prepared for this so you're you're in a good position aren't you yeah yeah I feel like you know we're in the sectional now um, you know last night was last night was a tough one I you know we knew Oakwood was going to give us the best shot we knew Oakwood was going to be prepared with the schedule they had and you know it, we're grateful to get out of that with with a win but like yeah we're 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 definitely set, um, ready for tomorrow, but one game at a time at this point. Um, but yeah, with this group, yeah, we're excited. We like we like our we like our team. We like our chances, and uh, we just gotta go out and execute starting tomorrow. All right. Well, Josh, I appreciate uh, your time today. Enjoy talking to you. Anything else you would like to add before I let you go? Nope. I appreciate. It. Thanks a lot, All Greg. Right. Okay. Thanks, Sam. Good luck the rest of the way. All right. Thanks.